NYU Hall of Fame, a podcast about notable students at New York University. I'm your host, Belle Kochkarova. On this week's episode, we're chatting with Jack Gordon. I met Jack at The Plague, which is a comedy magazine I'm a part of at NYU. So I've been interacting with him for the entire semester, and it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that I realized he had a little claim to fame. So of course, I had to have him on the show. Let's jump right in. My name is Jack Gordon. I'm a sophomore in the LS Core program, and I'm currently undecided. What is your claim to fame? You know, the reason I invited you to this podcast? Right. So like I said, I don't have a claim to fame, but my dad is an art director at Sony Pictures Animation. He was one of the two art directors on the last Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie, and he's worked on a lot of other movies for Sony Pictures Animation, as well as um, Disney before that. Right. Um, you said he worked for, uh, wh- or he worked on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the Emoji Movie. Yeah, so he worked on both Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies, the Emoji Movie, Smurfs, Hotel Transylvania. I'm sure I'm missing some. And then at Disney, he worked on a lot of stuff that I can't remember all of them, but he worked on things like Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Fantasia 2000, things like that. And you also have another claim to fame that's like kind of secret, kind of no one knows about. Um, do you mind sharing what it is? Yes. Yeah, so um, the closest I've gotten to working on one of these movies is when my dad was working as a visual development artist on the first Cloudy movie. In the movie, there's a scene where Flint Lockwood is the main character, draws a self-portrait of himself when he's a child. And then throughout the movie, he looks to that for inspiration. The people that were working on the movie were trying to draw this portrait of what a seven-year-old would do, and they were struggling because professional artists can't draw like a seven-year-old would draw. They knew that my dad had a child. Um, That child was me. Um, I was, yeah, I was seven at the time. And so, and so they asked if um, I would want to do it. And so I drew this self-portrait. If you watch the movie, it's, it, that's, uh, that's my drawing. And then I also drew the spray on shoes can, um, the label that's in the movie and that's in a few scenes of the movie so what is the number one problem facing our community today untied shoelaces which is why i've invented a laceless alternative foot covering spray on shoes That's so legit. Okay. And you you did get paid for this, yeah? Yeah, I got paid, but I got kind of shifted a little bit. They have to they had to pay me. We weren't expecting to get paid. And I think my dad went into the negotiation room expecting them to offer 
like 20 bucks for them. Um, and I think they offered 150 for each. And my dad was just like, oh, we'll take it. That's great. But, you know, in hindsight, he could have easily, you know, negotiated higher because that's pretty low in hindsight. But for such a big studio or whatever. Yeah. And just, you know, it's the biggest part of the movie. Um, that's not at all. <laughs> yeah. You were the star. God. Yeah. I mean, for a seven-year-old, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. And then I also drew, I think I ended up drawing a couple for the second movie when they needed drawings for that one too. So, yeah. Wow. You were, you were on retainer. You, you were an artist for, for that series. That's actually yes. so cool. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. And then my next question, um, why did you pick NYU? So I wasn't expecting to pick NYU. Um, it was kind of the last school that I added to my list of schools. I had actually wanted to go to a small school with a campus. NYU ended up being the best school I got into. And also just because I was undecided and I'm still undecided, I thought that picking a small school, I would eventually kick myself for, for limiting my options. So I thought that you know going to a big school in New York City would, would be good for me. Okay, let's talk comedy. I met you through The Plague, which is a comedy magazine at NYU. Um, what made you want to join The Plague? You know, I've always enjoyed comedy, and I enjoy making people laugh if that ever happens. <laughs> um, oh, look, but, it just did. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't really have that big of a reason, but I, I do have an, an interest in how that kind of process works because I do feel like people sometimes overvalue comedy and then undervalue comedy people mm. give too much credit to comedians for being geniuses but i also think that people in comedy are able to a lot of times express ideas in much more potent ways in ways that other people are not right you're that's actually really true like people either like don't care about comedy at all or they're like actually the comedian can speak truth to power <laughs> blah, blah, blah. i realized i'm not a comedian though i can't my brain doesn't work in that technical comedic way like in no way i i can't i can't work like that or at least not this this moment i'm definitely not that person well what does like comedian mean to you like it's like a guy doing stand-up yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think everyone thinks that they're funny at like, least uh, at least yeah. you know i think every guy thinks that they're funny probably <laughs> and whether or not that's true it's not true but yeah. I think every guy thinks that they're funny and wants to be funny, but every guy is not a comedian. So there's a line somewhere. And some comedians aren't even funny. So there's That's that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the thing about comedy that I've noticed, especially with improv, people that are good at comedy are theater kids. They are people that are interested in performing, mm -hmm. which is like funny to think about because like the most famous comedians I think of are like self-deprecating weirdos, you know, not exactly the type of people that like want to be actors, but that's like exactly where uh, comedians thrive. I don't know. Did you look at any other comedy groups at NYU? I didn't even know. Are there other comedy groups? Yeah, there NYU? are. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to perform. Like yeah. I don't think I could do stand up because I don't I mean I'm not funny enough to do stand up and I don't think I could perform so all you, those things are No, you know what you should because I feel like you would be so deadpan and it <laughs> <laughs> and it would be kind of funny because of that. 
Yeah, uh, I'll just go up, go on stage and talk about taxes. <laughs> yeah. Do that yeah. routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are, like, sitting there waiting for the joke, and then they just, like, start, like, laughing uncomfortably. I, I, yeah. I'll just for t- 10 minutes start 30 different bits. Just 10 minutes of, what's the deal with taxes? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> I don't know, but you don't necessarily see yourself doing exactly what your dad does. Probably not. I also just don't have a portfolio. And I've been saying that for years. I could have made one by now, but yeah, I just, I just don't have a portfolio. I don't think I'm as talented as they are, but I mean, I just, yeah, I just don't know how it's going to turn out yet. <laughs> Maybe I should just interview your dad, but like, <laughs> I mean, how did he get that position as an art director? Well, he wasn't an art director on the earlier movies like Cloudy with Enchanted Meatballs and Hotel T. He was, you know, he's been a, he's a visual development artist, um, matte painter, background design. So a lot of stuff with color and painting and um, visual development artist. And then I think with the Smurfs movie, he got, he was an art director and he also worked on the Emoji movie um, as an art director, which is pretty funny that he went from the Emoji movie, which is one of the most, like hated movies in recent memory to quote unquote art director (laughs) yeah i mean here's the thing i hated that movie and he worked on it um wow but but he but he was proud of like the artwork that they did on the movie because it wasn't the art the artist's fault you know for that story being terrible right right Um, right. fair enough but they went from the he went from the emoji movie to the spider-verse movie which is one of the most like complimented movies he's ever worked on it won the oscar so it that was very 180 for him and the and sony pictures it's pretty funny and the oscar goes to yeah no i love that movie i also don't watch like i guess children's movies that often like i haven't watched frozen yet still or stuff like that or whatever but i did watch the spider-verse movie so yeah i think also the issue is that animated movies are just considered children's movies and that doesn't necessarily need to be the case and so Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the things that needs to be worked on and i think one of the reasons why spider-verse um got so much attention is that a lot of animated movies just look the same and they all look the same and they're all written for the same and you know they do just as much work if not more than live action movies and so the fact that they did something so different and innovative with the way that they made it um i think that's kind of something where animation needs to kind of gain steam and and be more recognized as something that could you know be more than just for children yeah, I agree. Like, I think there's definitely a thing with Pixar face mm. where every also like in Pixar movies, all the characters like they it's just like uncanny almost. It kind of creeps me out. I don't know. I'm not saying this very well, but No, I know what you mean, but it's like one of the it's kind of like what's the point of making an animated movie if you're just going to try to make all the characters look like real people? It kind of defeats the purpose of um making an animated movie. Like if you watched I don't know if anyone's seen The Good Dinosaur, 
but that's a movie where the dinosaurs look silly but the background looks photo real it looks like an like an actual camera was there and it's just completely pointless and so again going back to the spider-verse movie it's like actually using the medium of animation to do something different and taking advantage of everything that you could do it like it doesn't have to look like a real street and real people because then you might as well just make a live action movie right well jack i mean it's been nice to talk to a normal level-headed person i appreciate it you too (laughs) yeah like i just feel like that's what the people need right now yeah this is a huge honor i can tell that this is going to be the stepping stone (laughs) to what catapults me to fame in 10 years, when you're famous, people are going to, like, your fans are going to, like, search for, like, your name. And then they're going to come across my little podcast on SoundCloud yeah. or something. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, guys, look at what I just discovered. This is going to be the origin story. Yeah. Your villain origin story. Because yeah. I, I've, <laughs> what an honor. Yeah. You're welcome for the exclusive. Yeah. Well, okay. Thanks for tuning in to NYU Hall of Fame on WNYU 89.1 FM. I loved talking to Jack, so I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us chat. Intro and outro music are courtesy of friend of the pod, Cornbread. I'm your host, Bella Kuchkarva. See you next time.